This episode is brought to you by Playapod, the best cross-platform podcast app for iOS and Android. Just visit playapod.com and download it for free. Hey there, listeners. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. In this show, you will hear me recap my harrowing experience with a follow-up to my mammogram last month. Also, Paula still can't seem to get a physical from her doctor. That, along with our ugly and awkward moments and a little Super Bowl talk. Thanks so much for downloading. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Just let me be crazy, okay? Paula. I want to get naked and I want you to look at me. Uncensored as always, it's time for the ugly truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. It is episode 250. Ugh! Ugh! Man, that was a weird... Yours was uh. like a shout. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I didn't have any trill in my throat. Episode 250. Uh, according to producer Deb, that's a really big deal to him. That we have gone through 250 episodes. Because, you know, we are some of the most flakiest people when it comes to commitment and so he was very proud of us for getting to episode 250 so congratulations Ugg we are being responsible podcasters responsible baby podcasters yay woohoo so welcome to the ugly truth I'm Jamie with my sister Paula and we're here to talk about our lives and our weird opinions of things and as Daryl always tells me all the time he's like no one thinks the way you do no one I'm like, I think you're lying. I think there are because my sisters get me. They practically read my mind. So I'm not the only one that thinks differently. All right. So this episode is dropping on a Sunday. We are going to have a Valentine's Day episode on Wednesday. And we have a whole slew of Valentine's Day subjects on Wednesday. I can't wait to uh, delve into that next week. But this week, I want to talk about boring medical stuff. Okay, so last week... I told you about how I got some, it was a couple weeks ago when it happened, but I got some news from my doctor and I immediately, my body immediately wanted to evacuate my bowels because I I was under such duress. (laughs) Had it been later in the day and I had had breakfast, I probably would have vomited. But because I hadn't eaten in like 12 hours, I literally lost bowel control and had to run to the bathroom because I had had a mammogram earlier in January. And it was weird because I told Daryl, I said when, and I told you this when we talked about it, that when I left the, the lady that's been doing my mammograms for four years said, all right, well have a great day. She did not give me the yet the usual, well, I don't see anything pressing here. So, you know, I think everything's going to be fine. If they call you, you know, don't be surprised, but she didn't give me that spiel this time. And so when I got home, I said, I'm afraid they're going to call me back for more tests. I think something is wrong. And he's like, no, you're just anxious because, you know, having breast cancer is probably like number one on my list of fears. And so I said, all right. So a week and a half went by. And on Monday morning, two weeks ago, my doctor calls me at 8 a.m. Hi. I just wanted to let you know that I got the results of your mammogram and it looks like there might be something in your right breast that they want to kind of get a look at again, but don't lose any sleep over it, (laughs) is what he said. This is very common. And I'm thinking, why? you should have opened with that (laughs) because now I'm barely able to speak. 
I'm completely full of anxiety and <laughs> trying not to cry that I think <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like all right okay all right he's like I, he goes he goes Jamie he goes please don't lose any sleep over this but but have they called you yet and I said no he said okay well I got the report on Friday after hours so I'm calling you this morning to let you know that you're gonna get a call for them to schedule you for a second look at uh, your, your boob he didn't say boob and I said <laughs> all right if he did that would be funny but no and I said all right I had to hang up because I was starting to cry. Yeah. So it took me two hours after I had explosive diarrhea. It took me two hours to go downstairs to tell Daryl that I was right, that I have to go back for a check, a second check. They found something. And so I went downstairs and I'm all cool and everything. And he goes, what's going on? I'm all, and I just like (laughs) lost it. He's like, oh my God. He like freaked out. You know how guys, they look at a mess and they they put their hands up. They're like, I don't know what to do. That's kind of what happened. And he goes, honey, you're going to be fine. I'm like, you don't know. The problem with abnormal mammograms or even pap smears probably for women anyway, is mm-hmm. that the the window of possibilities is so vast. Mm-hmm. It could be nothing. It could be a yeast infection or cancer. Right. And that's how women's bodies are. There is no... Oh, it's probably nothing. You can say, you can say that to yourself, but there's always a teeny tiny voice in the back of your head going, "Yeah, but it it could be something." That's the problem. So I I got proactive and I called the imaging center and I said, "Yeah, you guys said you need to see me again," and they're like, "Well, we have nothing in your file. We have nothing on the chart." I'm like, "Look again." So they went and looked and they said, "Oh yes, here we go." Well, we can't schedule it right now. We need to, you know, put things into the system and everything like that. And, you know, it, we've been understaffed. And they're giving me all these excuses. And I said, hey, put my file on top and I want to call within an hour. I want this thing scheduled. And she's like, okay. And they did it. So <laughs> they, they called me and they booked it for a week in advance. They said, come in on Monday at 830. And I said, all right. And they said, you know, be prepared to be here for a while. I'm like, of course. And I said, so uh, no urgency, huh? No, uh, not getting me in today or anything. And she said, no, if it was urgent, they would have you come in today. And I said, okay, well, that's somewhat, that's somewhat comforting. Reassuring, yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're willing to wait a week to see me. So, of course, now for a normal human being who doesn't have anxiety or concerns of, you know, a, the bad C word, um, and not cunt, but cancer, <laughs> it has been a very long eight days because every day you think do I feel something you know I mean you're constantly thinking and I don't know about you Paula but I was starting to go through I'm starting to file through everything I'm thinking okay well if I do have cancer um, my whole year is changing you know like we're no longer doing all these things that we have planned now it's a completely different game plan right, right. and so I'm going through all these things and every time I think about it you know I start going well at least my children are adults like I'm going through all the scenarios all of them and so I'm breaking out in tears randomly throughout the week and Daryl's like oh honey and I'm like just leave me just let me be crazy okay i've got to get through this he's like oh honey you're gonna be fine i'm like you don't know that you can't say that no one can say that that's the problem i can't it's not reassuring to me so finally monday comes and i am absolutely sick to my stomach so i go and i if you've ever had a callback i don't know you know i don't know what the age range of women who listen to this show 
But if you ever get a callback, it is really, the tone of everything is very different. It's not very like, oh, here we go, annual. You know, it's not like that. It's very, all right, let's get this done. Let's see what we're looking at. And they give you all the information. And the woman that gave you my first mammogram was the one that was doing this one. She goes, oh, you're back. And I said, I am. She goes, all right, really cool. She showed me the mammogram in question. I had never seen one before. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a mammogram? No, no, I can't Your say own? I have. Yeah, well, you're not old enough to have one yet. Not yet. So, so she showed it to me, and there, as plain as day, is this white spot. And she's like, this is the thing. She's like, now, it is likely a cyst, a fluid-filled cyst. She goes, but, you know, because when we see something different, you know, we obviously have to really do our due diligence. So she did another mammogram, and this one was way more aggressive. So it's like, she goes, this might be a little uncomfortable. And so she cranks the boob, my boob down, and uh, she's like, all right. And then she cranked it one more time. Ah. And it was like, seriously, it was so painful. I was like, wow. And I have a lot, I have like a pretty high pain tolerance except for dental work. So mm-hmm. I can pretty much handle anything. And I'm like, wow, I, that took my breath away. <laughs> like it was pretty flat. I didn't even want to look at my boob because I was like, I didn't even know boobs could go that flat. Jeez. It was not comfortable. But I also was thinking, good, because you know, I want you to see everything. And she goes, okay. So she said, the doctor's going to review these, these scans. And if he thinks all is well, you're on your way. We'll see you next year. If not, he might want to do an ultrasound, which is a little more, you know, specific. And I said, Mm -hmm. okay, so you have to sit and wait and wait and wait. And there's this little waiting room. It's right in front of the dressing rooms where you change. And there's another woman sitting next to me and she's probably in her fifties and she's got her ear earbuds in and she's listening to rap and she looks like her mother (laughs) i was like and then she starts humming with it too and i'm like oh badass i mean who knew you know you never know who you never know people so that was interesting while she's looking at a mccall's you know pattern magazine right but finally she goes okay i'm sorry to make you wait yeah they want to look at it again and i was like oh shit and so when they said that i went okay, shit is getting real. I'm not just being anxious. Like, this is getting somewhat serious because now we're getting into phase two. Phase three is a biopsy. And then phase four is, you know, they take it out. Yeah. So I'm halfway through going, holy shit, this is actually more serious than I thought. So I go into another room with another person and she was really nice. She goes, I'm Pam. And I'm like, hi, Pam. <laughs> and so she's like, why don't you lay down? And, you know, it's really dark in there, you know, because they need, because they're looking, using an ultrasound and everything. And it's the same one they use to look at babies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying there and she's being super nice because, you know, they're always really nice to you and <laughs> things might not go well for you. Well, sure. So I'm just laying there. And so she's doing the sonogram and she's taking a really long time. Like, I'm like, how, how many angles? And she, she sonogram my boob from every angle. And you're just laying there with your hand over your head, waiting and waiting. And so finally she finishes she's like, all right, I'm going to give these to the doctor and see what he thinks. And then, you know, you'll either be out of here or next phase. So I'm laying there. I'm like, all right. <laughs> She's like, five minutes. So I'm laying there going, okay, five minutes, five minutes. I'm like, God, this is the longest five minutes of my life. Literally five minutes, everything can change. That is what it feels like. Right. I know I'm not alone. I know there are other women, you know, who've gone through this. So five minutes come by. She comes in. She goes, we'll see you next year. Oh. And I said, 
I said, what? And she goes, yeah, you're done. <gasps> Waterworks. <laughs> I immediately start crying. Oh. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, I know. It's so scary. And she hands me. They have, of course, they have Kleenex in there. Right. She hands me a bunch of tissues. And I don't know what it is about my face, but... Every time I'm dealing with a medical person and I'm scared or anxious about something, I have a look. I must revert to looking like a child because they immediately get maternal and they start hugging me. <laughs> so I'm standing there and I'm like, I'm like, really? I'm all done? And she goes, yeah, you're all done. I'm like, okay. And she's like, oh my God. And she comes up and hugs me. She's like, it's okay. It's scary. I've had the call back. It's awful. But it's a cyst that you, she, they think, the doctor thinks I've had it for four years like since I started getting mammograms and he's it just kind of because I have super dense breast tissue which is why they do sonograms and double check everything and it's you know the one woman she's the the first lady she's like yeah it's really great because you have super perky boobs but it hides stuff and so Mm -hmm. that's why they have to do these double checks so anyway I'm like okay great so I walk out and I'm like god I'm so glad that was so uneventful like the end like See you later. See you in a year. And that's the end of it. And it was like, wow, that is so harrowing to go through. And it sucks because there's really no way to get around it. You just have to do it. You have to do it. So I'm so glad it's over. And it was like, I've had, you know, today it's good. But I had immediately, of course, I got a migraine. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, stress. Wow. I wonder if it was because it was like close to that time of the month that maybe they were like, more swollen or something i asked her because i was on my period when i had the the follow-up done and i said you know i'm on my period is it going to be like is that going to affect anything she goes no it doesn't it she goes it'll just be more tender for you but it doesn't affect assist they're kind of on their own they're like i mean the way i can it is it's kind of like a zit that comes and goes and she's like and sometimes it'll just they go away sometimes they come back it's the only time they ever do anything with them is if they get really big or if they harden. Oh, okay. But it's fluid-filled, so it kind of just kind of dissipates and comes back. And and she's like, it's super, super common in, in younger women who, you know, are nowhere near menopause. They just kind of show up and then they go away. And we just double-check to make sure they don't turn into anything. So I'm like, all right, great. And so, of course, now I keep looking at my right boob going, do I see it? But I, it's, you can't. It's so, it's like, it's barely the size of an eraser head. Oh. It's really small. So anyway, hate it. Being a girl's worse. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And of course, you know, because Daryl is just like all of us, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I get really anxious when I have to get my blood work done for my, (laughs) for my cholesterol. And I said, I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just, she goes, he's like, I know it's not the same. I'm like, it's nowhere near the same. I go, let's see how you do when you get your colonoscopy. Okay. Yeah. Really? Then we'll we'll talk. So that's just a few (laughs) years away. I think. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. But I was funny because I don't know how this comes up with hairdressers. You know how that is. Mm -hmm. My hairdresser was saying that he, he's over 50 and he had one. He goes, if you have a polyp, even if it's nothing, they put you on like a maintenance plan. So you have to go back like every four years. But if you have nothing, then you do it every eight years, apparently. Oh. For, for men. Uh, maybe women, too. I, I don't know. Our mom had a colonoscopy and she had polyps. But I don't remember her going back. But our mom is mostly like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Probably. <laughs> She's like, it's not that big of a deal. 
They so, got what they I, needed. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you know, they literally passed the camera through and the polyps literally like disintegrated. So she didn't feel like it was essential to uh, return in four years and get it done again. Jeez. Medical, your our bodies are the worst. And I just told Daryl, I said, you know what? I, I, why did it have to be the boob? I mean, why? I was already like, we're, I'll get full mastectomies. I'll get big round boobs and I want my nipples salvaged. And I had a plan for the worst case scenario. It was insane. But I can't be the only one that does that. I can't possibly be the only one that doesn't plan for the worst possible scenario. And let's be real. It happens all the time. I mean, we yeah. all know people who have breast cancer or had. So Well, I don't even know if Stephanie's had a mammogram yet. Well, she better. And I mean, she should. I mean. Or Allison I, for that matter. God, I know. And it's so funny because they say, you know, women with even small breasts can obviously get breast cancer. But I'm thinking, yeah, but it's probably a little bit easier to find. You know, when you have big round bazongas like we do, it's not necessarily easy. And I don't care what they say. (laughs) So it's true. It's like a scavenger hunt. (laughs) Yes. Well, when you get your mammogram, I don't know how you are, but I had to do it by myself. And, you know, Daryl's like, I almost followed you. I'm like, why? Why would you follow me? I I would be so angry at you if I saw you. I'd be so (laughs) mad. And he's like, what? I'm like, I don't want that. I can't do that. I just needed to do this by myself. Because if I'm going to lose it, I want to be alone. <laughs> you know, I don't want a crowd. So, which is why I didn't tell anybody. I mean, I told you. Right. But that, and I told you like two days before I was getting it done. Yeah. And I did tell Stephanie yesterday because she's like, where is everybody? How come no one's talking? And I'm like, well, I've been out of commission for two weeks. I've been able, unable to function. So now I'm finally get feeling back to normal. And I did think about that. I'm like, everybody has to get a mammogram. All of us. We all just we got to do it. You're young. You're you're almost there, but not yeah. quite. But everyone needs to do it. I think Stephanie has had, had them. I, oh. I think Stephanie has had one for sure. I don't know about Allison, but she's barely old enough. So, yeah, that's true. Get your boobs checked, ladies. Please just do it. It's better to know than not know. So... Remember when you told me that you went to get a physical, speaking of doctors, and they gave you a drug consult instead, and then you rescheduled for an actual physical. You're like, all right, we will reschedule your physical. And then you had the appointment and how'd it go? So I went back and there was some paperwork that went along with the drug consults. It basically saying like, you're not going to get them prescribed by another doctor and... Oh, you're not going to drug shop. You're not going to shop. Basically. Yes. Which I didn't know, but they can run like a report and mm-hmm. see like how many different doctors you've been to to oh. and like see how many different prescriptions you got. Isn't that crazy? No. I mean, if you're... I mean, you've heard about like when, you know, like when Prince died, he had like, he had prescriptions from like eight doctors. Jeez, that's nuts. But I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I think it's I don't, probably I don't have common. any others. Well, no. I was just saying like, that's we nuts. just buy them on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's just basically what it was saying. And it was Mm -hmm. just saying, don't take more than you're prescribed and blah, blah, blah. And so it was all this paperwork that I had to go through and sign and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So 
we went over it together with the doctor and then we both signed it and then that was it. And then mm-hmm. he's like, okay. He's like, well, now that it's on file, we'll go ahead and, uh, we don't have to worry about it. Uh, you know, it's good to go and you know, everything's fine. And I'm like, okay, good. He's like, all right. Well, he's like, I'll have, a Sharna come back in and, and reschedule you for another visit in six months and I have you set up with the lab for a screening right now so if you could just go over there and get What's tested going again. On? <laughs> so I'm like okay and so are you a meth head <laughs> well so he left and she rescheduled me for you know like six months I never got the physical. <laughs> what, what are they? What are they doing? Are they trying to keep you clean? I don't like. Are know. they like? Are you a drug addict? And they're trying to make sure that you stay clean. No, and he even told me. He says, you know, he's like, you seem like you know perfectly normal. So he says, I'm I'm not concerned about anything. And so, well, then why aren't I getting a pelvic exam? Right. <laughs> I'm like, really, all I wanted was some blood work done, just to kind of make sure, like, you know, my iron levels were normal and my cholesterol yeah. was fine. And so I guess I'll just go back in six months and try and get a physical, but... Wow, that is so bizarre. It's like, we really don't want to look at your body, Paula. We're just trying really hard to avoid it. <laughs> like, what is up? I'd be like, I, I would be like, you know, I feel really strange begging you to look at my snatch right now, but I would like to get a physical to make sure that I am just perfectly healthy. And Victor's like, did you say anything? And I said, no, I said it was so comical and I'd already been there for like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I knew my appointment was almost over. Like the a lot yeah, of they're not time, gonna, yeah, they weren't going to start a physical then. So For God's sake, it's like, can I pee in a cup or anything? Like, can I find out anything about or myself? Or when I do pee in a cup, can you like check something, see if other than a, drugs, do I have a UTI or what? <laughs> I mean, it's just. Something. I feel like there's been there's a there's a miscommunication somewhere, and I just don't know what it is. I, th- I think it's the front office girls. I think they keep changing my appointments. Like, it's just so strange. Because I originally scheduled it as a physical. And then it kept turning into these, you know. Drug consultation. <laughs> addiction? I mean, like, what is up? These is opioid he, paperwork or Is something. he like a warrior for the uh, war on opioids? And he's going to start with the smallest ones? No, because he, like, he thinks the paperwork's kind of stupid. And so he's just like. So maybe he's not allowed to, to touch you until he is sure that you're not trying to get meth? I don't. I don't or uh, fentanyl or whatever? I mean, it's a very serious problem, but I just I don't, don't see you being the 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 front gate person. <laughs> like, I don't understand. No, it's very so I odd. was just sitting in the chair, just like, okay, I'll sign this, and you know, we're good to go. And so, well, you might want to be a little more aggressive next time and just I say, "Look, will be." Yeah, I mean, I get it because it seems very odd, and it's like, and I know the feeling. Where you're going, so is this it? Or what are we doing? You know, I don't want to like, I'm not begging you for for a, a gown, but at some point. Yeah, right. I want to get months, naked and I want you to look at me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the problem is, is I could call back and reschedule it, but I'm in between insurances right now. Right, right. And so you might as well so. wait until you have new benefits to go through all of this. Exactly. God, do you think he's going to make you go through it? again no new insurance he will look at me he he will (laughs) 
I will get my reflexes done and I will get You will look in my eyes <laughs> and you'll look in my ears and throat and I will get the rectal. No. Damn it. <laughs> God, I hate those. But whatever it's happens happens, you know, and I'll get the mm. referral to the OBGYN and get your ducks in a row finally. Getting everything like finished. It- yeah, it's like, I never wanted to go to the gynecologist so badly in my life. Right. Please, someone. That's funny. So. But, but yes, right. yay for doctors. So, I mean, for both of us, I guess being thorough is really the best policy. You never want to be blasé about it. So, I mean, it is good that, I mean, if this is all the hurdles you have to go through to get to a doctor, maybe they do this to weed out the less enthusiastic patients. Because it's most doctors, they they're full. They can't take anybody, so maybe this is a way to weed them out. Well, I wonder if the most patients that are looking to get like an opioid mm-hmm. medication, yeah, if they have to go two sessions and fill out this paperwork and discuss in depth with their doctor and everything, yeah. If they don't really want to do that, then they probably just don't show up or or the drug tests that they have to do if there's other things in their system. Because they're yeah. really not looking to see if you're taking your own medicine. No, they want to see if you've got other, other stuff, stuff in there. In there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they want you to do it that day. Did you do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I have nothing to hide. No, so. no, I know. I know. Of course, the lab tech that's giving me the pee thing is like adorable, and so I'm oh just like, no! Great. So I'm like, here's my urine. <laughs> here's my urine. Sorry, clearly I need to drink more water, but yeah. I always have this really. I have this problem whenever I have to get my blood because I get, you know, I get a everybody. If you get a physical, most doctors do blood work just to kind of establish a base, and then you get blood work done every year with a physical. And so every year, it never fails. I always have to comment on their skills. So it's like I'm getting my blood work done, and they'll do it. They'll stick me with the thing, and I'll either go, "Wow, that's a is that is that a needle for a giant?" Because yeah. that felt like you just stabbed me with a sword. <laughs> or I go, "Wow, you're really good. This is amazing. I feel nothing." And it, I mean, I just I'm, I'm incapable of just sitting there quietly and l- allowing it to occur. I have to say something. It's yeah, ridiculous. I just I'm un, I'm just un unwilling to just let things go peacefully. Well, it's unpleasant <laughs> no matter who does what, but it's not fun. Well, you know, I used to have to go in with Daryl because he would get like passy outy. <laughs> yeah, he'd get real white, and I would have to uh, I'd have to talk to him and distract him from things. I'm like, why are you even looking at your arm? Like, what are you doing? Just look at me. <laughs> it's fine. But he's but, better now, right? He can do it by himself. He can go by himself, and he can drive himself, and everything. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's so great. But, you know, that's what happens with re- repetition. So, <laughs> good for him. Oh, so speaking of good for, uh, so you watched the Super Bowl, as did I. I. We did. did not watch it together, obviously. No. Neither one of us are, I mean, I know you cheer for the Patriots, which I don't understand, but that they're not necessarily our team. We're Raider fans, and so we watched... With the, with the hope of it being a really exciting game, which it totally was. It was. Yes. The funnest part, actually, was afterward, um, on Snapchat, you can go and look all over the country, or the world, really, to see what's going on in different cities. And so we went to Philadelphia. I was looking at Snapchat since Philadelphia. It was insanity. Mm-hmm. Insanity. It was crazy. I was really happy for them. I'm glad that the Eagles won 
first Super Bowl is always the best win. So. Is that when they were flipping over a car or when they were looting the buildings? I did not see that part. I did not see the car flip, but I have yet to see a city that gets really rowdy and is alcohol-infused not destroy their own town when it comes to sporting events. I don't so know I don't, why that happens. I don't know. It happened in L.A. when the Lakers won one year. Um, it, you know, it's funny because Daryl goes, God forbid the Oakland Raiders win a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, Oakland's like, already a shitty town. I mean, what's going to happen? It is not a shitty town. But, yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting because if the Raiders do win, first of all, they'll be in Vegas. Unless they win before they go to Vegas. I have a lot of faith that the Raider fans will not destroy their own town. Uh, but that's maybe yeah. I'm just being really positive. I don't know. I just I I feel like they wouldn't do it. But you never know. I just would ha- I would hate to be the person on the other team. <laughs> yeah. That would be the the fear. Well, uh, a friend of mine who was also a Raider fan, he lives in Illinois and he went to an Indianapolis game, a Colts game, Raiders Colts a few yeah. years ago. And he was one of like three Raider fans that were in that stadium. And the Raiders kicked their ass. And he had to take off his jersey to exit the stadium. Jeez. It was, yeah. You, he was like, I was not interested in welcoming any kind of violence at all. So he just took his jersey off and walked out in his t-shirt because, you know, not you're outnumbered 100 to 1. So why would you do that to yourself? Over, I know. over football. Well, why you know? would people do that in general? I mean, that's because just an, people are assholes. That's why it's an unwise. Dis- no, I mean, why would he wear that? At, at, at a, <laughs> it's just it's an unwise choice. It's a Raider game, and we won. I would have worn mine, but I would have taken I would have taken my jersey off too, for sure. But the problem is, is that Raider fans stand out. It doesn't matter. It's true. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you're wearing a jersey or not. It's it's true. pretty clear. It's that you're, true. You're a Raider fan. But anyway, so did you guys have a good time? Did you make food and all of that? Yeah, we made like dip and we had a veggie tray (laughs) and we had strawberries and stuff. Did our niece come over to visit? Yes, she did. And uh, they were mostly laughing at us because, you know, we get loud. Yes, you and Ryan specifically. Yeah. And then uh, it was a good game, too. Thank goodness. Yeah. Did you like the halftime show? You know, I I like Justin Timberlake, and mm-hmm. I thought it was fun, but yeah. I don't think it was a traditional halftime show. I think a lot of, well, Daryl and I talked about this, because, you know, there was a big plan to do a Prince hologram, which yeah. I was completely opposed to. As a, as a Prince fan, I think that's sacrilege. I don't think anybody should be a hologram, to be honest with you. I think it's creepy and, uh, and not necessary. I think that it felt a little directionless because they scrapped the hologram, which I think was going to be the big thing. Yeah. So there was no big thing. It was just a big, long performance, which I thought was okay. I mean, I found it a little... It just seemed like a concert. It was like, eh, you know, it's fine. I mean, he's talented and it was great, but I think the Prince thing kind of uh, erased the big climax of the halftime show and so they did the the sheet with the video and then they used his prince had he used a big sheet when he did the halftime show a few years ago Mm -hmm. and so they kind of redid that and then that was the end of it i think that kind of made it not as amazing as the halftime show would have been i think there was personally going to be a huge tribute 
to Prince, and they scrapped it. And um. so I thought it was fine. I mean, it was okay. I, halftime shows are so overhyped, and then they end up being like, eh, they're all right. The people that can command a live audience always do much better, you know? Yeah. I mean, Prince did amazing. Uh, Bruno Mars did amazing. Lady Gaga. Those were really great shows because they know how to talk to live audiences. Whereas if you're just a recording artist, it might be a little bit different. And Justin Timberlake doesn't do, I mean, he's done some tours, but it's like, eh, it was all right. I do like him too, though. And I think actually being a solo, like a artist trying to command a whole halftime show by yourself Mm -hmm. is really hard. It is. Most halftime shows are successful when it's got multiple artists. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. But I mean, I I had no issue with it. I thought it was good. I just thought it was like a, you know, like a little concert and he did a good job. Yeah. But as far as it being like a, a typical halftime show, I I think it was kind of without, in my opinion. Yes. Well, it's done now. We can move on with our lives. Baseball season starts any day now. So that's what we're all really excited about. Yay. Baseball. You like baseball. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So time to do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Mine is, it's kind of dumb, but we were at the grocery store the other day and the store was kind of busy because everybody was buying like their Super Bowl stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if we were there the day of the Super Bowl or if we were there the day before. I think we were there the day of because okay. the Super Bowl didn't start till like 3.30. Right. And our time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were there buying stuff. Victor was trying to tell me something because we were across the aisles I was like in the milk section and he was over in the frozen foods and he was trying to tell me something and he's like you know what about this one and I looked and it was like almost $30 or something whatever it is he was trying to show me I think it was like shrimp or something yeah just as I was about to yell $30 you know (laughs) this guy walked right in front of me and he's like excuse me and so I shouted in his ear $30 (laughs) and i'm like oh i'm sorry (laughs) i said i said i didn't mean to shout in your ear of course victor's just like yeah and then that's when you started flirting with him i'm like i wasn't flirting (laughs) with him i said it's not my fault he was cute you know i said i was just trying to apologize for shouting in his ear it was embarrassing maybe you were flirting with him who cares That's funny. He didn't seem interested at all anyway, but oh. it was just awkward. Guys are dumb. He probably was just like, oh, this was this weird couple yelling at each other about <laughs> shrimp at the grocery about store. About $30 and shrimp, I, and then she, that's right in my ear. That is right in my, my ear. ear. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice when you give sto- give stories to people to take home and share with others. Yeah, really. Isn't it? Actually, you know, that's really funny. We were at the grocery store the day before the Super Bowl. And um, this is really weird. I don't know if you're like this, but I grow bored at the grocery store I go to. I was getting kind of bored going all the time. Like, I wanted to go to a different store for a while. Okay. Do you ever do that? Um, I mean, yeah, we have three different stores we we frequent. Two more than the other one, but... Yeah, we have two that... Well, Trader Joe's doesn't count because we, we love Trader Joe's, but we can't buy all of our groceries there. And right. so we go to this one that we've been going to forever, and then... 
we have another one that's uh, closer to us, but it's across the bridge over the river. Uh-huh. But it's smaller. And um, in the summer, it's not as pleasant because there's a lot of people who are going to the river that stop in there. Oh, God. And so it's a, it gets a little river folky. <laughs> so it's like Walmart. A lot like of flops and sand. Like a lot of dirty looking folks. And so it's not my favorite place to go in the summer, but any other time, it's just a bunch of normal humans and so and i the other thing we noticed in all honesty is it's very diverse there which we love we because we miss the bay area where there's a lot of diversity mm-hmm. whereas the other grocery store we go to is you know a lot of whiteies yeah. and not that it's a bad thing there's nothing wrong with it but it's just you know it's nice to see different people cultures and stuff typical orange veil oh god please i just can't even sometimes so we i've just thought i said you know i'm just kind of burned out going to the same grocery store let's just start going to this one for a while so we've been going to this one for a while it was the day before super bowl super duper crowded and i was getting mean mugged by some bitch and i and i looked at her a couple times and 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 of course they always have some stupid guy with them who thinks that they're gonna you know back her up and I'm thinking, I am old. Like, I have, I don't want to be in this situation any longer. Like, why is this happening to me? What did I do? And so I'm looking at her, and I'm like, do I know you? Because <laughs> I was ready to walk up to her. Because I was already on pins and needles waiting for my appointment for my boobs. Mm-hmm. And so I was already a little... Edgy. High-strung. Yeah. And, uh, and Daryl, who is clueless... And I said, I don't know what's going on. I turn and I go, I don't know what's going on. We're by the deli counter waiting for our turkey. And I said, I know what's going on with these two assholes over here, but they keep staring at me. And it's like, I can't tell if they think they know me or if they're giving me shit because I was wearing all Raider gear. Mm -hmm. I was wearing my Raider hat and, and a Raider shirt. And I said, so I really don't know what what to do about this. And I, and I was wearing my Cholo hoops too. So I looked super Mexican. <laughs> and I said, I don't know if they're racist or if they think they know. Me. I'm like, I'm making all of these assumptions. He goes, oh, and he gets real quiet because he doesn't really. He's like, what am I going to have to do? Am I going to have to hit someone? Like, <laughs> right. you know, what's happening? So I, they're talking shit. I go, they're talking shit about me. I can totally see it. So I gave her the look of death. And I, I feel like I have nothing to lose. So I'm like, yeah, let's 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 throw down in the grocery store by the deli, whatever. So she, of course, averted her eyes because I am not one to back down. I just don't do that. And so and I and it's been a long time since I felt like I was going to get into a physical altercation, but I definitely felt like I was going to. And I'm thinking I'm a fucking relic. Like I could be a grandmother someday. What is this? So finally she turned around and and they walked away. And I said, I don't know what's going on. She almost was brave enough to get in line behind us. And I said, oh, my God, please, please do it. Please, I'm begging. (laughs) She did not. They did self-check and ran out the door. But I was like, what the hell is the deal with people? Like, what is happening? This is happening. Is it because I'm wearing a Raider hat? Really? Trash. Such trash. So you never got to the bottom of it? No. And I may be mad, but, you know, whatever. I, I just was like, I really felt like I was going to punch someone in the face. It really felt that. Like, I felt it happening. Hmm. But, you know, I don't know if Daryl would have allowed it. Probably not. <laughs> I'm not sure. He would have been like, really, honey, no. Come on. He's like, you're not. I'm sure he's probably thinking, oh, God, she's so nuts right now. This is not the time for someone to mean mug her. Please. Right. Anyway, so that's not my awkward moment. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was just, I was piling on to your grocery store interactions. Yes. Weird thing. 
things happen in the grocery store, right, Paula? Always. I don't know why, but every time. So anyway, my awkward moment is this. I'm at the mammogram, the imaging center, and when you go, they have these really fancy dressing rooms where you have to take everything off from the waist up and put on their open-to-the-front little crop tops. And so I'm, I am emotionally depleted. I have nothing left in the tank. And so she's like, all right, just go in here and, you know, do, do your business and then come out and wait. And I'm like, all right. So the light wasn't on in there and it's not a normal switch. It's one of those ones that look like little mouse buttons, you know, like when you have a little mouse click button and it looks like that on the wall. Okay. So it's that kind of, I'm like, do I wave my hand in front of it or do you like press it or what do you do? So I waved my hand in front of it and nothing happened. And I said, okay, so I think I have to press the button. So I pressed the button and I did, it did like a double click, like a mouse. And so I double clicked it and it went on for like a second and then shut off. And I did that three times before I realized that I was turning it on and off at the same time. Oh, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, it's a pitch black because I've shut the door at this point and I'm standing there completely drained of any emotion. I went, you know what? Maybe I'll just do this in the dark because I just I can't even turn on a light any longer. So I stood there for a minute and I started laughing at myself that I'm in this situation thinking that I'm, you know, could potentially be dying and I can't turn on a light. So finally, I just I was laughing, of course, and the, the, the old lady listening to rap can hear me. So I finally figure out how to turn on a goddamn light switch. And then I look at myself and I look like a nightmare. <laughs> it was hilarious. And I'm like, well, I didn't include others, but it was the most awkward moment. And I'm like, even in the worst scenarios, I can be awkward, apparently. Even when I'm getting ready to see what's going on with my boob, I can still be awkward. Isn't that nice? <laughs> God. Funny. Couldn't turn on a light to save my life and decided, you know what? I'll just take my clothes off in the dark at this point. I, I clearly have lost all my ability to function. But I think you win. Oh. You included, you included others. You yelled in someone's ear and then tried to help by flirting. Well, I was. But that's the thing is I wasn't flirting. <laughs> okay. Everyone assumes I flirt. I'm like, talking to people is not flirting. <laughs> It's true. That's what I always have to tell Victor. I'm like, I'm just talking. I'm not flirting. That is true. You're just pleasant. You're just a friendly person. I'm like, actually, I was apologizing for shouting in his ear. (laughs) Because you were trying to buy $30 worth of shrimp. (laughs) That's a lot of shrimp. That's what I said. (laughs) That is a lot of shrimp. I miss shrimp. I can't eat it anymore, but I love it. Anyway, yes, yeah, so 10,000 points to the social, socially awkward grocery store interaction. Yes, and I'll give you 5,000 pity points for Thank you. being Aww. awkward in the dressing room that you couldn't figure out the light switch. I appreciate that very much. You had a rough week. I so. did! It can only go from here. Oh, and I got home and got hammered. <laughs> By the way, I got home around 10 30 two hours later and daryl had chilled some champagne he goes would you like some champagne i'm like um yes and proceeded to drink a whole bottle 10 30 in the morning yes oh that's nice i did that's right good for it you. was worth it <laughs> it was funny because even the lady she goes she goes okay she goes so you're gonna go home and celebrate with a cup of coffee and a croissant and i went 
yeah something like that (laughs) and she goes oh are you going to have some liquor and i said perhaps (laughs) that's funny a cup of coffee and a croissant how cute (laughs) okay mom thanks (laughs) yeah right and it was funny because daryl was like how come you didn't tell your mother i'm like are you kidding me so i could hear the worst case scenarios and have to prepare for my estate no no where do you think this comes from you think i made up this no worst case scenario anxiety is not is is a hereditary thing that comes from our mother no i was not going to tell her until i had the all clear i said if i had a reason to rally the troops after this appointment that'd be one thing but to get her all worked up i mean she thought i could have died from my abdominal surgery oh geez you know she she had a bet she was she was had a vigil going if you recall so no, no, I, I, I will be telling our mom about it, but now that it's all clear for sure. And of course I'll tell her and she'll be the opposite. She's like, oh, that's so normal. That happens all the time. You know, she'll, she'll downplay all of my anxiety. So she's like, yeah. or she'll be like, well, you really have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jamie Lynn, you might want to make sure you, you know, you, you should try to feel for those. You really have to watch those things because you never know. They could turn on you in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. All right. Well, I think that's that. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. We will catch up with you on Wednesday, which is Valentine's Day. We have a special episode dealing with most things uh, Valentine's. Yes. We want to encourage you to shop our Amazon link and our Avon link. Because we have noticed the the patronage has dipped a little bit, and I'm sure that was just an oversight. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and keep shopping those stores for us. We appreciate it. Other than that, have a fabulous rest of your weekend, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth. This episode is brought to you by Playapop, the best cross-platform podcast app for iOS and Android. Just visit playapod.com and download it for free.